0: welcome. January is over but Aid is not. All of you people that made promises for the 31 days of January, get back out there and get going because we finish on February 12th. That's right. In Cardiff with the Doddy Cup. It is all happening. It is going off. So many posts complaining about the Barbarians cheating this week. I'm glad you were all paying attention because that was a test. We are back. You've been walking. You've been cycling. You've been doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I think we've been around the globe. How bonkers is it that every January people get on their bikes and go around the globe in the name of Doddy? We're all tartened up. Broadcasting royalty has already commented, and I am very excited to see him. If I had to describe him in just one word, it would be Smolder. I just think he's a Smolder. He's magnificent, and the scene is set for a magnificent finish with the big man from BPC and all those other nice things where he uses that smolder to communicate his words of joy and wisdom and analysis. We've also got a Team Edinburgh legend, we've got a Team South legend, and we've got a Welsh Babas legend. It's all going off tonight. You're not here to listen to me. You want to see all these good people. I've still no idea how to say surname. We've still never met in person, but Dodd-Aid is going to make it happen because next week I'm getting to meet Team Edinburgh captain, the one and the only Davies. Let's bring him in. Hello, Davy. Hello, Bruce. How are we? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. You look like you've run a brook home through that here. I have done.
5: I mean, That's I mean the effort. I even, I even
0: put a fresh T-shirt on this evening. You, you're the kind of guy that absolutely rocks the
5: white T-shirt and blue jeans. It's true. It's true. New steaks, blue jeans, white tee.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, you are a man of class because we've known you through this as doing all kinds of crazy stuff like snowboarding in your budgie smugglers, but also having to tame the beast, Ali
5: McCoist. So I had, I mean, me and Ali, you know, we went back to Dordiade, the inaugural Dordiade, uh, our first dinner party wine tasting. There wasn't a lot of wine discussion going on. I was planning a lot of um, explaining around the the vinification, fermentation methods of of the, of the different wines, the organic qualities found within the glass. We didn't get to that any of that, but we did, but we did have an absolute blather about his whole day in Portugal had some good old stories about his football days. We had that, that a brilliant time he he's
0: he's quite a man. he is unique and as are you I mean tell us your story
5: that brings you to be part of Dodied yes yeah, so i mean I, I feel um i mean uh, my my relationship with doddy is a painful one it's a sad one um because tragically uh the year after Dodi, I was diagnosed with motor disease, so I, at the age of thirty, which um, left a huge, which tore through the fabric of my my life and my family's life um, at the time, and obviously at the time, I mean this, I mean you know we're all here because we we want to show our support and and build around Doddy and the MD community, and I I am part of that community. Um, so my my relationship with dodgy and dodgy eight came from the fact that i am a patient of Doddy's doctors we share a lot of health care uh, we share a lot of support um because we are our healths our lives are tragically linked by this dreadful currently incurable disease um so when i got diagnosed when i was 30 i mean i when you get bruce let me tell you when you get diagnosed with an incurable condition when you're 30, you chuck your toys at the pram, um, which I did and I took some time out and because the stats were the average age from diagnosis is two years. So do as you wish. So I've been doing as I wish for almost four years now, Bruce. um, And I've, you know, had to make some life changes, um, which have been incredible. I'm now a married man, I'm now a father. I've been riding my bike a lot. I've been doing a lot of snowboarding. I take a lot of pride in everything I do. Um, but um, I'm almost four years into my diagnosis now. And so I'm going against the grain against a lot of people who have been diagnosed with the condition. Um, and I'm doing everything I can to maintain my health and champion and fight this disease, taking inspiration from the big man Doddy and everyone in the Doddy Aid community.
0: Devi, you are an inspiration, You, you We posted out a video just very recently with you talking and I know it hit a lot of people very hard, myself included, because although we've never met in the flesh, we've met so many times like this and we're on about 25 different WhatsApp groups together and got no idea who said what when, but you're an absolute inspiration, Davy, and I think it's been really important to have you as part of this because Doddy is obviously the focal point and has raised the profile but I think it's important for people to see how it's impacting others and, and it's impacting you, but to see those videos of you and your budgie smugglers at Hill End on your snowboard, people can see that there's there is hope and that there is inspiration from what is a pretty dark place.
5: Yeah, and I think um and you know I think you know a lot of my you know motivation I mean strength you know is, around, is from the people around me. And I think you know what January now signifies with God is is the, the extended support network and it's been so incredibly uh, motivating and encouraging um, to see everyone. I mean, it's because I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's the money that people are raising now. It's, it's actually going to help, it's going to help Dolly. it's going to help the energy community, it's going to help me. So I'm incredibly grateful for everyone who's been involved. Um, so, you know, and to be honest, I, I go snowboarding quite a lot anyway, not often. I usually wear clothes when I go snowboarding because I tell you what, Bruce. Have you been up to hill end? Have you ever fallen that? Yeah, it's oh not my fun. God, I mean, even through a jacket, it will take your skin off. So when you're when you're in your keeks, <laughs> my god, it stings.
0: <laughs> I love it when you're in your keeks, and you are you're the leader of Team Edinburgh, and that's that's a pretty big title to be in charge of your capital city. How does that role fall oh, on your boy, shoulders? I
5: mean, I I just walk through, and you know. I mean, down Prince Street, it's like the Red Sea. People just part and cheer and clap. Um, No, not quite. No, but I mean, I'm incredibly, incredibly uh, proud and um, um, privileged to be, uh, you know, top of the tree, leading team member of the way. And, of course, we've got some incredible co-captains and support um, around me. Mark Beaumont's been an absolute tour de force. Um, How amazing is that guy? Don't you just love him? everywhere Every angle, he's impressive. Every angle. Um, and he's been, in, in, I mean, bringing in this the, the larger cycle community involved. Um, what he does on a bike and off the bike are, are equally impressive. But So it's this band, and then I've got Ailey, a lot of the Edinburgh rugby guys, Hamish, Jamie has been amazing this year. So there's, um and, and, and many others too, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to. But um, I feel incredibly um, proud to be um, team captain for Edinburgh. But of course, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I suppose I'm proud of the fact my lapel is the fact that I've got MMD, and I'm I managed to continue to do what I do, um, and to be. I think being team captain of Edinburgh gives me even more motivation to go out and get after it, as uh, as Nachi would say. And and you've spoken about the
0: team, and you've spoken about taking inspiration from the wider community. Social media has brought so much of that right in front of our faces. What have you seen that's made you think, love that, I want to meet that person, can't wait to see them. I mean, some, especially Team Edinburgh, there's two or three people at Team Edinburgh who are absolutely smashing
5: it. Oh, they've been, I mean, there's been incredible people. In fact, and one thing, I know there's been on social media, obviously, we kicked off the Looney Duke um Oh my god! It was freezing. It was freezing, Bruce. Um, I can't believe you chose Granted. What? Were, who's thinking? Was that? Oh, uh, it was. Um, it was, you know what? Mark and I were discussing. We were going to go Petlands first, off the reservoirs. That would have been even colder. I reckon. Yeah, um, it would be more scenic, but would have been colder. Maybe anyway. Yeah, but anyway, we we got it done. It was great. Uh, but the it started, and the fact that you know the McLeod family have been incredible, Louise who is in herself an MMD nurse. She looks after people. She does ho- home visits for people on ventilators and people who, with a condition who are a lot further down the line. And to see the, the life in her and the passion in her and her family, her husband and her son, Caleb, have been incredible. And a huge round of applause and thanks to them. And one thing that's been great, one thing to see on social media, but as you know, because I know we spoke with Mark about this the other week, the fact that we've... Being out as a team, a team Edinburgh Peloton, uh, a few of these Saturdays of the last couple of weeks. So I was looping around our home circuit of Arthur's Seat, and then um, two weeks ago we went out to North Berwick. Have been absolutely, um, absolutely incredible. And to see young Caleb, who on his mount—I mean, I was—I'm all the—I'm all the gear. No idea, Bruce. You know, I've done a quite a bit of cycling my time, but not compared to Mark. I mean, I'm in the light SPD pedals, my my fancy carbon bike. Caleb is keeping pace in his trainers on his mountain bike all the way to North Berwick. I mean, what a wee hero! What a hero! And to see him doing the world in the day last weekend was equally inspiring. So there's there's, there's many characters I can name in, in Edinburgh. McLeod um, family have been uh, going above and beyond yeah
0: it, it's been so good and last year we probably needed it even more than we did this year because we were in proper lockdown this year to do something like that and be round Arthur's seat and out to North Berwick has just been spectacular and it's bringing people together and giving them a sense of belonging and then doing some good and that's what we're here for so let's keep this train going with some awards uh Davy so every every week we give out the, the good people at Genius who donate 5p of every can to the My Name is Doddy Foundation. So thank you to Charlie and Jason for their continued support. We've got some winners here to get a crate of 12, Genius, for the good things that are going on. Now, the South, this one was chosen by my team, Davey. Now, Derek Robertson is a bit of a wind-up merchant, and that's really why he's won. Derek is at the ambulance station in Hoyk, and he loves to wind up the ambulance station in Gala. So the ambulance station in Hoyk appears to be out in front to the ambulance station in Gala, and he likes to bring up that they're pale mercs, and he likes to give them a bit of stick. So, Derek, you are going to win the genius, but it is to be shared with everybody on your shift that is putting in the distance uh, for dodd So well Dodd-Aid. done, I know, it's, I know
5: it's a lighter alcohol, but do not drink the genius before you go out in the ambulance. <laughs> Would be my recommendation. I, I love that we've still got the safety element to this.
0: Be <laughs> responsible, people. Be responsible. The Northern Mids who have just blown it out the water again. And Ross Duncan, I mean, come on. 5,000 miles in 31 days That's is bomb. just
5: crazy. That is bonkers. Take a bow, Ross Duncan. In that mark opinion.
0: Mark Beaumont, eat your heart out. Think I've averaged about four hours of sleep a night, burnt over 200,000 calories during 31 days, passed the 5,000 mile mark, and he still had 90 minutes left, so he just kept going. He Incredible. Just, he, I, I don't know, Ross. Ross, let us know. Would you be doing that? without Dodd-Aid, or has Dodd-Aid been the catalyst? That is just, I, I don't think I've been 5,000 miles on a plane in the last two years, so that is really I, did, I, do, I do a fair amount
5: of cycling boosts, and I did, last year, I did 5,000 miles over a full year, and that's me going out, you know, three, three, four days a week. Uh, so the fact he's coming out into 31 days is, is not shy of extraordinary. So well yeah. done, Ross Duncan! Incredible.
0: Bonkers, bonkers. The Babas, the winner for the Babas, is Harriet Kopok, uh, who's also raised a. Uh, Racked up a whole load of miles, Incredible. two thousand three hundred and seventy-five miles, and and you just got to love it. Our snoods have arrived now. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a dig at the snoods, so you can see the type of thing that people are getting involved with: spin classes, uh, biking, walking while the tea's cooking, swimming, extra lap,
5: it, just amazing, isn't it? it's incredible to see and the fact that and and that's one of the great um you know advantages of doddy and how we you know how we've done it last year but importantly this year is the fact that you know you don't need to be riding 240 miles you don't need to be riding five thousand miles some crazy lunatics are ross duncan um <laughs> but you know you can be walking around your sofa you could be helping your nan with their cup of tea you can be logging your miles anyway and it's incredibly it's, it's an inclusive campaign um and it's, it's great to
0: see there you go ross is giving us a comment i'm glad he's tuned in yeah it's all training for another event for my name is doddy foundation ross, well, you know
3: uh, brilliant. ross
5: in fact I, I think we were um, we, i was listening to him at Overwhelm the day last weekend he has got a very impressive i it might be a world record attempt he's trying over the next few months so I uh, just best of luck to ross duncan in his yeah. efforts
0: We love you, Ross. We know that for certain. Now, Team Edinburgh, uh, this is a very popular winner. Now, I think I speak with a bit of experience here that Mary was also a winner last year when she was still living in Hong Kong and was making me feel hugely jealous by being up the peak in the hills around Hong Kong and getting the, the community there involved. And now she's back in God's country, in our capital city, and look at this. She's been... Inspiring others to get involved, Davy hasn't she?
5: She's been absolutely amazing, and you know, Mary got in touch with me before Dolly Aid actually kicked off. Uh, she's been—I think she lived in Hong Kong for 15 years—and she's just done the most incredible job. One thing about going out, doing her runs with in between uh, work in Edinburgh and London, uh, up in St Andrews, she's been up at Helene too, wearing a few more clothes uh, than I—I I was um, recently. But she's done an incredible job at motivating teammates, her friends, but also um, I know her children are at George Watson's College and she was a huge help about building the community at GWC uh, and and getting them all on board. So a huge thanks to Maria for everything she's done for Team Edinburgh and Donny Aid as a whole and a very, very worthy winner.
0: Awesome. And because we're now at Chinese New Year, Kung Hei Fat Choi, Mary, you are magnificent. And last, Glasgow, we've got Ken Nairn from Glasgow, Um, £1,600 raised and lost £10. My Spaniel loved it. (laughs) Get that Spaniel out for the Doddy Dog Walk on Saturday, Ken, and I bet the Spaniel will love you even more. So good, so good, Davey. So good. I want to make a little special mention to a friend of mine, Ollie Cook, who has been doing 5k a day every day and is Team North and Mid. So we won't hold that against him, the Glory Hunter. But Ollie Cook uh, sent me a really nice message. So thank you, Ollie, and well done. And I'm so pleased you're involved, Davey. I've absolutely loved speaking to you. I'm looking forward to meeting you next Monday, I think it is. Uh, I'm going to get rid of all COVID protocols and give you an enormous hug, my friend. So just be prepared, be prepared, Davy, Have you got a rallying call before you disappear and put your feet up for the night?
5: 100%. And I want to again, first off, thanks everyone in Doddy Aid, even if you're in Northern Mids. Thank you for being involved, uh, but particularly to those to Team Edinburgh, of course. Just remember, we've got another 10 days of Doddy Aid left, um, to go which is an action-packed 10 days. If you haven't signed up and you come across um, us of evening, please do. It takes a few minutes of application to log on, log the app, download, donate £20 to get your snood. And if you can't, please log on to the website, see what we're all about and just donate some pounds and some pennies. Every Everything's welcome. But thank you to everyone who signed up so far. But please, please, to, to cure this, incurable disease we just need a little bit more awareness uh, built and a bit more money and research um so thanks everyone involved but please give us some more
0: love you my friend great to see you thank you bruce i'll see you next week yeah stay safe love that guy Absolutely love that guy. Packed full of inspiration. I cannot wait to see him next week. Let's keep this party going. This is a man I have admired for a long time. Uh, He's Team South. I'm very pleased we've got somebody repping Team South to come on, uh, but he's currently doing some missionary work overseas that I'm really keen to speak to him about. He is always responsive, always ready to go, and the big man has also played with Doddy, so I've no doubt we're going to hear a little bit about this. He's a Jed legend. He's far from Riverside, but his heart is still there, the one and the only Mr. Neil McElroy. Hello, sir. You
6: remember Ruth. Talking, talking me up, eh?
0: That is one of my favorite ties ever that I will oh, never go. ever earn. Tell us tell me about the tie.
6: Well the tie itself is falling a bit to be honest. I don't know if it's been in the cupboard for too long, but um, that's one of the old sooth ties that I was uh, honored to, to be given back uh, when I ran on in the back row uh, in a small mini tour to the to Ireland. Um, We played uh, a played Ulster on the Friday night, Leinster on the Sunday afternoon. All the stars had gone back, all the JJs and uh, Roger Beards had gone back on Friday night and it was left to us to try and beat Ulster. And I uh, got a run on in the back row ridiculously and uh, Derek Brown uh, back in the day from Melrose presented me with this South tie afterwards. So uh, very proud to wear it. It's uh, getting a bit threadbare but it's, it's, it's hanging in there.
0: That is a belter. I would give a lot for one of those but it's <laughs> never going to happen. So where do we find you?
6: Find me down in Clermont-Ferrand, in the middle of France. Um, yeah, that's me. I just uh, sort of drew to a close uh, 19 years at the club at Christmas there. Uh, so I'm kind of in a period of transition, um, stepping back from the club game and getting ready for the next step, which is still to be determined. But uh, yeah, down down in France, been over here for 25 years. Um, back in the day when the Revers was, was done away with and then joined in with, with Edinburgh. I was left with a choice and uh, decided to keep trying to play professional rugby and uh, came, came out to France where everybody laughed at me and laughed at my legs and uh, managed to apply a trade for a, a couple of years in the south of France, propping. And, um, and I've stayed here ever since.
0: You've you got to be either brave or bloody stupid to be a prop in France.
3: Which well, one are funny. you?
6: It's funny. I can remember speaking to Hazel, to Jim Hayes, the day that we found out that the, the, the Reavers had been disbanded. And the pair of us were thinking about the next step, and uh, and we both were sort of saying, "Well, yeah, it'll be good to stay in professional rugby." And Hazel said to me, right, "But we're definitely not going to France. That's it's brutal over there. It's fingers and eyes. It's hands up, hands up, hands up the short kind of stuff." And uh, and there's at least a a good fist fight per game, you know. And um, and that's what we said. But a month or two later, I found myself being contacted by an agent and headed down in east, down in the Cote d'Azur um to what was what was and it still is a, a great experience
0: okay. quote deserves a, a bit different for the riverside
6: yeah it's it but they they have the same same number of the stands at riverside they just had two stands the same the same as a as a, the royal blues pitch you know so uh yeah i flew into <laughs> i can remember leaving jed and flying from newcastle into nice and uh you flew over the palm uh, promenade there. Uh, had lunch with the president, you know, seafood uh, by the marina, and uh, yeah, it's probably a, a step up from the can in the pub in Jed. But um, uh, so I sort of said, just give me give me a beer mat to sign, and I'm here, you know.
0: I bet you did. I bet you did. Well, talking about the next steps, I see GD have advertised for a coach.
6: What do you think? Throw my hand to the ring.
0: W- well, why wouldn't you? Who needs palm lined promenades <laughs> when you've got the riverside?
6: There's still trees up the side of that old railway line as you, as you drive past Riverside in the in the A68, so that, that would be me. Yeah, I see the Jed's looking for a coach, but um, I don't think it's easy days, uh, you know, given the the broken-up season again due to COVID and whatever, but um, yeah, listen, I'll get in touch with Paul Kratzen and see if I can send him a CV.
0: Nice, I like it. How good was it seeing Glenn Young uh, scoring for Edinburgh? Have you seen him playing yet?
6: Yeah, strangely enough, Glenn caught up with us a couple of years ago, and he was with Quins, came over and played Claremont, and so um, he and I got a photo taken with the uh, with the wee man with Greg because he was with us then, the, the current South Derry uh, captain. So the three of us, got uh, three Jed boys, finding ourselves in Claremont for on in the changing room, took a took a, a good old photo for a uh, nostalgia, and I's uh, going well. It's nice to see him move north of the border again, and. Um, Hopefully, I'll make a, a make a good career at Edinburgh.
0: Uh, He did very well, he scored for the halfway line he was absolutely burst he wouldn't have thought that those nice new 4G pitches would get marshy towards the try line but he he got there, he got there eventually it was brilliant, I was so pleased for him, he's a great guy so you find yourself in Team South and I'm delighted because you're a bit of a hero of mine, you've known Doddy for a long long time, you've played with them and played against them how much does being involved in Team South mean to someone like you?
6: enormously and uh i think that you know being overseas and i know and you know and i know that there's lots of people uh, from around the world getting involved in this not just for the for the south but uh you do feel a bit detached um and it's nice that something like this you know uh, can 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 pull all the, the rugby world together the, the scottish rugby world the, the expatriated scottish rugby world um and uh yeah it's 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 great to be involved um I managed to go up and see the big fella at the farm when it was back in November. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very humbling. It's very grounding. Um, you see the, you see the big man and he's still, you know, I think in, in the couple hours I spent with him, he said to me two or three times, I'm lucky because of this. I'm lucky because of that. And, uh, you know, uh, the way he's handled this, the way he's, he's led the research, uh, and not just for his own gain, obviously far from it, for you know, the research into finding a solution for this horrible disease has been phenomenal you know and uh and you just have to sort of take your hats off to him I don't don't think I could have the strength to do half of what he's done if I was in the same situation
0: yeah and I think that's probably what you guys who have played with them have have really rallied around haven't you that I don't think anybody has ever said no to any request that's been made
6: no 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 and and nor should they you know it's uh he's he's such a good man and uh, I can remember the day that. I think it was Hoggy Carl Hogg phoned me and uh, gave me the sad news, and you just you just couldn't believe it. Uh, no matter who that who it happens to, having it you know happen to somebody who's such a, a get up and go person and and, and full of life, and uh, it was it was a double blow. Um, so yeah, he's uh, I don't think there's anybody that would say no to him in the rugby world or even wider afield. You know, there, there's there's Scotsmen from different walks of life all over the world. From I see you from acting, from politics, from everything, you know, chefs. All, everybody's getting involved. And um, and again, it's, it's something that the that Dodie desires, but also this the research into this horrible disease deserves.
0: So, come on, you've been in the changing room with them. We were giving them a bit of stick the other day, saying with Kenny Logan, we were saying when they used to play their games against Kunti, the ref would come in and check the studs. And then everybody knew that, those ones were unscrewed and longer ones and sharper (laughs) ones were put in. It was just a different day, but it was especially at Langham when they used to water the changing rooms. What the
3: hell?
0: (laughs) What's your memory of, you know, playing against them. And the memory is probably what happened after the final whistle. What's the memory when being in the changing room? What was it like playing with them? Playing with
6: them, you know, we did, I think under 18s, under 21s, uh, both South and, and National. And, uh, First of all, I think well, I think I had him in the early days of lifting, and that was fantastic. You actually have to, you didn't have to lift him; you have to, you had to pull him down, you know, because uh, he was he was so light. So it uh, was a great line-out asset. But I remember playing against him at Jed, and uh, and and Melrose were full of talent and full of stars. And okay, we had a few talented players, but we used to try and meet all their class and flair with a bit of blood and guts. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. Um, it was hard to target Doddy because uh, you were scared you might snap his legs if you tackled him. Uh, but and if you didn't, he would, he would just walk around you and not hold the ball anyway, you know. So, um, I ah, was, he was uh, it was he's it was he was part of a really good um, it, I think the Melrose team back, back in those days sort of showed showed the way forward, you know, obviously with, with creamy marshalling them, you know, they, they managed to have all that. All that sort of flair, all that skill, but also they're well drilled and well disciplined. Um, so now the big man, he was—he uh, he's, he's, he's he was as good off the field as he as, uh, as on it, you know. And I think my probably my the best memory I have of him, um and it's one that I've, I said to somebody not long ago, round right about one of the charity events, was that I think he and I found ourselves in some Scottish team down in Seville playing the Spanish national team. This would be back in about 1991 and um peter dodds was captain and he insisted we were all uh, we're all kilted up uh, to enjoy the spanish feria that was going on and he and i found ourselves together and the, the thing about jed and melrose is that they were more skillful than us but we could always drink them under the table and um, so it was you know it was like shooting fish in the barrel a little bit so i'd already struggling by let's say 10 11 o'clock and um I don't know if you've ever looking after, looked after, sort of a drunken giraffe uh, wearing a kilt, you know, six-foot-eight giraffe uh, in the middle of Seville where you've got no Spanish whatsoever. Um, I managed to get him home, get him back to the hotel, took him up to the up to the room. I got a double of the key card at the reception, let him in, threw him onto the bed, arms legs everywhere out of it, and then uh, I came out of the room and uh, I came across sticks, so Derek Turnbull and and Alan Watt. You remember Big Alan Watt? Yeah, yeah. And told him about Dory and the state he was in, and um, and they said, "Well, let's go and have a look." So I still had the key card, went in, and of course he was out of it. The big man, uh, lightweight, you know, like uh, like his mate Hoggy. and um, but then we saw the minibar, and we—it was back in the day that a team manager didn't ask for the minibar to be empty from the players' rooms, and it was full of all the goodies. It was, you know, there was even champagne in there. So we physically lifted the minibar into the the, the hallway and drank everything went back in and strategically placed the bottles round about doddy uh, on the bed, put the put the fridge back in place and then went back went back downstairs and the next morning the big fella came down green as you can imagine and then he was asking what did I do, where did we go and then he, took, he said to me, leaning closer and said, uh, and you'll never guess what I did when I got back to my room.'" Does, does he know this to he this does. day, or is this news to him? This is probably news to him, so uh, you might want to see if we can put a, a bit of the, the donated Fund to one side to pay for that barbell or that mini barbell that's still standing from some hotel in Seville. Um, I like,
0: do you know what cracks me up about that story? The job that you've done with one of the powerhouses of rugby in, in <laughs> Europe, and when you look on the website, it says that your job is that you... Take care of the life of the group.
6: (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. I was learning my trade even back in those
0: days. Yeah, I love it. Well, Neil, um, I think you know this, but we're going to show a picture now of something that we managed to make happen at Scottish Borders Council headquarters Mm. in Newtown. Doddy and I had a bit of an idea to get a flag made. So we got a flag made and it was, um, there's his mate Gaz. We'll not talk about my feather on the far right there because that is who I'm turning into a bit like Anakin Skywalker. Uh, (laughs) So Doddy, we've got the Team South Doddy flag going up. Thank you to the Border Telegraph and Scottish Borders Council for the photograph. Dodge was there with Cathy, Councillor David Parker and his guide dog. David Parker's been doing a lot of miles with the dog for Doddy and has been contributing. And uh, we made that happen. Of course, Doddy being Doddy sends me a message. Well done. No bad for a man that pretends to be for Gala, but the flag's only one-sided. So luckily, everybody's only seeing that side of the flag. <laughs> but a brilliant thing on Friday, and what we're hoping is the flag's going to go on tour around the border clubs for various different events to, to keep Dodd-Aid and the foundation in the forefront of everybody's mind. Neil, I've loved speaking to you. We're, we're going to bring in somebody else, but before we do, you're our, you're our man in the camp. What can we expect for France for the Six Nations? There's, are they going to be very French again, or has Sean Edwards made them a wee bit sharper?
6: Well, I think that's just exactly it. They're, they're not as French as they used to be, but they've kept the good, the good part that they've had. Um, so the French flair, the individual initiative still there. But um, as you say, they've, they've now got structure. They've now got organisation and defence. They've got a good staff, a good balanced sort of a coaching staff behind them. And, uh, yeah, look out, because I think they can only get better. They're still young. Um, the key is probably Dupont, Antoine. Antoine Dupont. But, um, it'd be it'd be dangerous to say that, the, that everything's based solely around him. Uh, they've got pace out wide. They've got a streetwise, albeit young, back row, um, and obviously the set piece they can give it to anybody. So um, yeah, they they're, uh, they're going to be they're going to be up there. They have to be one of the favourites for the title.
0: Being the reserve scrum half for France will be a bit like being Warren Gatland with the All Blacks. Sean Fitzpatrick's not coming off. You're not taking <laughs> Dupont off, are you? You're not getting a game.
6: No, you're leaving no, no. him on. Yeah, you have to ask Greg Oliver about that. Then Greg, poor old Greg had that back in the day with Roy and then Gary. uh Exactly. You're going to have the you're going to have the same dilemma. I think if he was to get injured, um, he's not only the, the best player but also the captain. So will that leave a, a bit of a vacuum behind? But, um, Yeah, you wouldn't want to be the
0: number two scrum half. Speaking of number one scrum halves, I'm going to bring him in alongside you, Neil, because this man is an absolute hero of mine. I was a little bit sad because he's just arrived home from work and he's actually got a collar on. So I'm hoping he's tucked it inside his shirt because we all love the iconic images of this man with no collar. And we're also we're part of a campaign, Neil. I don't know if if you're willing to get involved in this. It's it's bring back the dive pass. We think the dive pass is the thing that is missing from the professional game. This this man I just love. He's the one and the only Mister Rupert Hatwearer Moon. Hello, sir.
4: Ah, uh-huh. showing my colours here. Colour hidden <laughs> well. Look at that.
0: You, you look like feel- one of the kids for the Bass Street Kids.
4: I know. It makes the only thing is it flattens my nose and I can't breathe because it goes in front of my mouth. So it's, uh, in some ways it's better to look like that. But actually the old beak drops down below chin. So um, well, there we are.
0: See, I like it because I get to lose my double chin.
4: It's a good it point actually.
3: Even I like
0: there, that. I like that. Forget forget doing five thousand miles. I can get rid of my double chin just with my snood. Mooney, what do you think about Anton Dupont? Boy's got game, eh? Boy's got game,
4: and he dive passes. He actually does. I have, I have photographic and video evidence that he will get the ball out anyhow. Obviously, he's a little bit lower to the ground than I was and didn't leave a furrow like I used to. But uh, he'll get it in and away, whatever way. So uh, I think he's got the uh, at the nod that the campaign is well underway. I always have regrets that I never went to France. I had a chance to go and sign with for Bourgoin way back yeah, in yeah. the day and um mark session was the, the number eight in oh, those yeah. days i think he was and he approached me i'm glad i didn't because obviously he uh <laughs> he had a misdemeanor later on with a very large shotgun i think it was yeah, yeah. when yeah. you upset yeah. him goes yeah.
6: yeah. around yeah.
4: doing that but um, yeah, yeah. i used yeah. to i used to also sneak away at the end of the season and play um for soissons just outside uh, paris the yeah. regional director of Moët et Chandon. And oh. they were playing like a, a French... Bar- they were called the uh, Rugby Champagne, so the Champagne Barbarians. And we yeah. playing this little village, Soissons, and there would be Fabien Galtier and all these legends of the game. And we are playing against Soissons. And then what a feast. And I always <laughs> wanted to go. And I was going to go at the end of the, my um, uh, career, and I had the option. But then I got picked for Wales again, which really messed everything up at th- the age... The age of 30, 32, and then I got to play for Wales again, which really messed up my opportunity to play in France.
0: See, form go. form's temporary, but class is permanent, Mooney. Class <laughs> is permanent. <laughs> Neil, before we let you go, and just to wind Mooney up a little bit, first two games for Scotland, Old Enemy at home, and then Wales on the road. What do you reckon? Do we get off to a good start?
6: Yeah, you've got to look at two, two from two, eh? That's, uh, yeah, I mean, easy start. Calcutta Cup in the bag and then down to Wales. And uh, you know, the, the party will happen before and after the game. And uh, and I'm sure they'll do their job just to make it a better night in downtown Cardiff afterwards.
0: Love it, love it, Neil. You're an absolute gentleman. I'm delighted you were able to come and join us. Team Sooth legend, all the very best, my friend.
6: Pleasure, thanks, Bruce. Cheers, Robert. Cheers, mate. okay.
0: Now, Mooney. The first time I met you was doing a quiz for the My Name Is Doddy Foundation, and since then I have pestered you for all sorts of things. And 19, last, 19? and then last week I got to think this is this is a two-way street. Tell us what you got up to on Friday night.
4: Well, where was I on Friday? They're just gone. Yeah. Where, uh, I was at a par- Well, pro- at a party. Do you know? Am I allowed to say that? I don't know whether I'm. A...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It wasn't a work gathering. It was definitely a party.
4: Yeah, the go my go compare friend was I the birthday party? Is that what you're saying? I'm not. I'm not you, supposed to say. You you are you not are you not allowed to say that? Well, it was a yeah. It was kind of a <laughs> it was kind of a secret, but it was anyway. It was a secret party where I had to perform the uh, the uh, I was doing the addressing the haggis uh, at a friend's. 50th birthday, let's put it like that. And I came to you in need of expertise and knowledge because I was addressing the haggis in front of a very large, uh, distinguished audience. And uh, I felt the pressure and I came to you. And in fairness, late at night, you came, came good for me. Not only did you give me the tips and hints, you actually sent me audio of what it should sound like. And it was Fabulous! Yes. All I can say is fabulous. I would play it if you want me to, but I no, I, no, no, no. no. It was a, but what a, I do, what I
0: do want, what I do want is your Scottish accent. Yeah, I,
4: I think I, that I would. I, yeah, I don't know whether I should actually do that from that point of view. I think I would frighten a lot of people if I actually did the whole accent thing. <laughs> no, I better, I better not. I'll be, I'll be yeah. run out of town. I'll be run out of town.
0: Now, you Moody. You've done a lot and you do lots for charity. You you give your time and energy to, to lots of things, but you jumped into Dodd-Aid and you've been able to double it up with some other things that you're up to. Why was it important for you to get involved in Dodd-Aid?
4: Look, it, it can happen to any of us. And that's the, that's the reality. And um, yes, he's a, one of the best personalities in the game from when I was playing and everybody loved him and everybody loves him. Get Up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash acast. That's burrow.com slash acast. Burrow.com slash acast. But I think that's the reality. And having um, done a similar thing to help Joost van der Vestezen, who suffered and was an arch rival of mine, but a, a great friend of mine, and just was struck by this horrendous, horrific situation. But The bravery of both and what Doddy's done and Rob Burrow's doing it is quite remarkable. And Doddy is just a remarkable individual, inspiring, engaging, and um, everybody will drop anything and everything to do everything they can to help and support this wonderful cause. We know it's a tough road, but that's why you do what you do. And uh, that's why we do what we do, whatever we can.
0: Yeah, brilliant. I love it. And you're properly into it with Team Babas Now, I thought you were all hooked up for the Doddy Cup yeah. and to, to cycle this this ball down the road. But it turns out you've got yourself a replacement. Well, so
4: I was approached uh, by Alex Popham, and he said, Mooney, you're doing this thing for me for uh, Head for Change uh, at the beginning of March. What we could do is do a little ride um, you know, like a kind of a warm up thing to support Donnie, uh, and I said, "Oh yeah, look, look, that sounds a great idea." And he said, "It's 500 miles," uh, and I said, "And he said it's downhill," and he, I said, "Oh, that's great, downhill 500 miles downhill. Yeah, I'm convinced by that." And then he started to carry on saying, "Yeah, yeah, but it's you've got to do it in 48 hours," and really, it's kind of from a place up north to a place down south. Then he gave me a bit more detail. It's not even a straight road; you're actually they're actually deviating across this way and that way going up and over and round and and it looks horrendous and so basically i said look i've got a i don't know whether i'd make it i was 54 yesterday um i don't know whether i can i'm not a you know you know i'm not as fit as i used to be i've been doing my cycling for team barbarians anyway so i phoned up my lanky mate tony copsey uh and um he's uh, you know he's uh, he's all he's all fists and fluster, and uh, I said, "Oh look, I could make you a star again. People have forgotten all about you. All they remember is the fact that you you threw a, a right hook on Neil Francis way back when, and uh, they uh, they think you're a one trick pony. Everybody'll love you if you get involved in this. Will they? Will they?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah, yeah. All you got to do is cycle a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I'm in. And then before he knew it, he was on the poster." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and then, then, he's with Alex Popham, Ian Goff, Colin Jarvis, and then the six foot five lank of whatever, the lankiest uh, second row that you'll ever seen. It's going to be hilarious because it is like a giraffe on the bike, cycling downhill from Scotland.
0: <laughs> well, Jarvis is not exactly a small man. Goff's not exactly a small man. Yeah.
4: They like doing the they like they cycle a lot and they like doing triathlons and all that sort of stuff. And Pops is very fit. And then there's Copsy who likes to sweat. He does enjoy wearing lycra. I know that. I've seen pictures. He sends them on WhatsApp posing away. Do I look good in this? And I'm like, "Mm, you know, (laughs) well, yeah, of course, of course. So he's excited to get lycra on and be with the boys.
0: Nice. Well, we're delighted with that. So I'm I'm excited because for my first time, I am getting to go to the Wales-Scotland game. I've been in Cardiff on match day, but this time I've actually got a ticket. What are we going to see from Wales this year? Because let's face it, last year you fluked it by playing against 14 men for the whole bloody championship.
4: Well. You know, you make your own luck, as they coined it for us. You make your own luck. So we were putting those individuals under pressure and uh, they just wilted under that pressure. We had, we would, you know, look, we deserve a little bit of a break. You know, we're missing Ken Owens. We're missing Alan Wynne-Jones. We're missing Navidi, Tipperick, uh, Toby Fallatao. You know, do I need to keep going? Okay, I'll keep going. George North, Lee Halfpenny. So no one gives us hope. You know, in the autumn series, it was a little bit of a tough learning curve. We had to get some miles in the, on the clock with a few players. And look, we have still experience up front. You know, you've got Thomas Francis, he's got a lot of caps. You've got Wynne Jones. So there's, you know, we're okay. Ryan Elias has got 20 odd caps. Second row, we were okay. We've got Will Rowlands. We've got, you know, we're, we're okay. Adam Beard. And so the back row isn't so bad. We've got Tane. we've got Ellis Jenkins. Don't forget, you've got Aaron Wainwright. These guys have performed, maybe not as a collective, but they'll be okay. And then behind, look, Thomas Williams. We've got choice of scrum halves. We've got loads of them. You can have anyone you want. They'll all try. Tw- they can have twenty minutes each if they wanted. <laughs> Dan Wigger. We're even going to play. Looks like we'll play a winger in the centre. Josh Adams, just because we can. With Nick
0: he's, he's a bit of class, Josh yeah. Adams.
4: I think they, I think they like George when he played in the centre. So I think that they'll stick him in, uh, certainly on that because you've got Johnny McNichol, um, you've got Liam Williams at fullback, and of course, uh, Lewis Rees-Sammet on the wing. So actually, if you go there, you put it on. It's not a bad group there, really. And obviously, it's going to be tough going to Ireland, but we've done well we done well. And then Scotland, we always win, except when we played a Parker Scarlet's last time round. When we was that your
0: idea? Was then, that your that idea thriller. to play Parker Scarlet's?
4: Yeah, no, yeah. That that thriller, what was it? Thirteen ten or oh, whatever. It, I think it, was it was grim. It, it was cold. That's what it was. It was cold. So it, we were when, when the referee
0: cold. blew the whistle, both sides cheered that it was over.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everybody's written us off. We've got no hope. And But they did that before. And they keep doing it. And we keep winning it. So...
0: Uh, I love your enthusiasm Mooney so before we let you disappear I think you've had your tea but no doubt there will be some afters for you because yeah. you've been a very good boy and it was your birthday yesterday.
4: Birthday what... cake is waiting <laughs> birthday cake is waiting i got my little book there, it's there I can see it.
0: <laughs> Give us your rallying call for Team Babas for the last 10 days of this, this thing
4: uh, If you do nothing else please say a prayer for Tony Copsey and the boys because they're gonna need prayers. They are. It's forty-eight hours. It's gonna I, I am worried that they're gonna try and make it for kickoff, but I think they might make it for the French game. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I believe that they will do it. I just don't know if they're gonna get there in time for kickoff. But that's okay. So please, you'll see the GoFundMe. Help, help, help. They need all the help. I beg you.
0: I love you. I can't wait to see you in Cardiff. Oh, Take care, my friend. Stay safe, buddy. Stay safe. I love him. Absolutely bad as a box of frogs. Now, he has been waiting very, very patiently. um, And I think this is the smolder. Listen to this. Jeremy Guskett, Scotland's favourite son. Whatever the spore, Andrew's commentary always seems to capture the moment perfectly. John Inverdale. In years to come, Andrew Cotter will be spoken of in terms of being one of this country's finest ever sports broadcasters. John Inverdale, we are not waiting for years to come. It is time to introduce the one and the only, one of the most handsome men in broadcasting, Andrew Cotter.
2: I mean, I, can't, I don't know what to say. I don't. Um, I don't know. I don't. I do know what to say. Look, there she is. Yes. Well. <laughs> yes. Um, who was that the Last guy, with that was Elvis Costello. You had on. <laughs> oh my I love River he, Moon
0: Yes, yeah, so do I. We do love him. Now I'm not sure who has a bigger crush on you, Andrew Cotter, me or my wife. Um, right. okay, but we, we are, yeah. we are, it's not awkward. Well, it, it might be, but I, do, I don't know where you live yet. But <laughs> you, you have entertained us with your commentaries. But then, when lockdown hit. You couldn't do that, and you just came up with some little moments of gold.
2: Hmm. Did you feel silly doing that? Uh, no, because at the time everything was silly, so it just seemed normal at the time to do that. Uh Yeah, and it went on seeming normal as well. So, I mean, that's almost two years ago now because it was sort of around the six. It was around the end of the Six Nations. You know, it was Rupert was talking there about Scotland Wales, and that was two years ago that that game went and everything sort of. That was the day before that, um, that I, I went out and commentated on these two. Yeah, they're both here because one of them's down there, Olive's down there, just lying for the fire. Um, so uh, this isn't my house, but I just uh, hired this house for this chat. This is a show home, there's a couple from Chipping Sodbury being shown around at the moment and they might be buying it. So I've got to do this quite quietly. So um, are,
0: are you baking bread as well as the live exactly. fire?
2: Coffee's on. And I don't know whose house this is, um, but anyway, it's, yes. Um, it's one of the show homes in a new development called Chestnut Grove, uh, four and five home executive houses. Um, what am i am not talking about? Yeah, so that just happened, and then it just went. I mean, it's uh, look, every, everybody was crowded, huddled around social media as to entertain us, and so that's why it was a sort of perfect storm of ingredients for adult to take off, and it did with that one and with the bone, bone uh, Game of Bones uh, a couple of weeks later, with Mabel standing in a pond, with them being in a Zoom call, with uh, all of doing online dating, with Mabel by building a flat pack furniture chest of drawers, I mean, I, you're know, clearly by that point. I had lost the plot entirely, but I enjoyed doing it. I think it was in uh, in this room that we played poker as well. So, um, yeah, and got them joining a home gym. Lots of strange things. Videos I've done with them, but um, you know, they they entertain me constantly. As, and and you know, they they sort of. I haven't got any more. You had the last one a minute ago, so. You know, just have a little think about that. Um, my my, yeah, my so, lab's yeah.
0: not allowed on the furniture. Maggie's not allowed on the furniture.
2: Well, they're not allowed on all furniture. I mean, they're not allowed on tables. But um, sofas, sofas and labs, what, what are you talking about? So you can't not let a Labrador. Olive didn't give us the choice to, We, we you know, she existed on the floor and then after a couple of years she just hopped up and... Well, Ma- Maggie into?
0: has just hit year two, and uh, she's she'd be quite starstruck by seeing these two on the screen. So she's yeah. through, she's through watching this on the TV. She could come. She, through she here she can so she can hear this, Maggie.
2: Yeah, get up on the sofa, Maggie. Up, you get up, up, <laughs> up, up, up. i I'm, 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 I'm go, seriously,
0: I'm, I'm seriously close to getting. <clears throat> A black boy, because I want to call him Carlos after Carlos Spencer.
2: Wow, I wonder what you're talking about there.
0: <laughs> um, but, well, yeah, a black lab. Sorry, a black lab. But uh, Carlos my...
2: Spencer, what a player. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love him. Do you know what? Navigate. I've got his
0: number. I've got his number. Have you? Yeah. He, I'm trying to get him to be on my podcast, and he keeps saying yes and then no.
2: Right, okay. Not, right. not like
0: you. You've, you've agreed and signed the contract, so I'm looking forward <laughs> to that one. Well, so... Uh... Yeah, when he and... says
2: yes and no, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it just means no, doesn't it? You've got to accept that, Bruce. I know, so. but I'm
0: not letting go. I'm um, not. I'm not letting go. No, hanging so, on
2: there like a little terrier. Six Nations, are you excited? Um, I'm genuine. Always excited about the Six Nations. Like, um, there are certain sporting events that really sort of get you going, get you, and, and the fact that it kicks off. Well, not kicks off. It's the second game, but on the opening weekend, you know, you've got uh, Scotland against England. It's it's one of those sporting events. People say, "What you know, what are the sort of thrills of your sports broadcasting career? And doing certain events, you know, you d- describe sitting on you know Centre Court commentary box at Wimbledon or, or whatever it might be, or commentating on the Masters of the Open, but commentating on the Calcutta Cup, commentating on the Six Nations. When you grew up watching Bill McLaren, uh, listening to him and watching, you know, steeped in it through the, the, the Five Nations, and you just loved it, absolutely loved it. And it's sort of one of those events that is the emergence from winter as well. So it's got that feeling about it. I mean, we haven't really had a winter this winter, so it's just continual sort of murky spring. But it's...
0: I saw you tweeted today that you're not overly impressed by I, the weather. I,
2: I, I, I mean, I, you know, I'm doing weather tweets. What's that about? So it's just it's like wordle tweets. What are we doing? <laughs> Um
0: yeah, why what, what is that? Why have people started tweeting Wordle? What is
2: that? It's a little bit like the, the fascination around the, the the Olive and Mabel videos. It's social media is something that we're we're clinging to more and more now. We we're disappearing off into the virtual world. We're all going to be, you know, inhabitants of mark zuckerberg's head at some point just wandering around um doing doing word puzzles and chatting to dogs but so yes yeah, so uh, yeah well the reason i went on about the weather is that um I, I i love the mountains and the snow and these two do as well uh well they i mean they do they love the snow and they get dragged up onto peaks when it's about minus 25 and this winter it's just not been possible at all last winter when we weren't like, able to travel um you know the snow conditions were some of the best in the mountains have seen for a while but we we obeyed the rules didn't we we, we, we did didn't go we, there we had no problem we, parties. Did, as we, were we told. did as we were told look, look at this about?
0: look at so, this andrew this is maggie Watching, so look at (laughs) this. Well, I mean, you're not really watching, yeah. I think my my wife had just said it to me saying, Look at this
2: dog who's been placed in front of something and told to stay for a photo. I know that dynamic very well, indeed. So, (laughs) um, yeah, so the weather I I tweeted about the weather because this Saturday for Murrayfield, the weather forecast at the moment is apocalyptic in terms of just wind and rain. And I, I was waiting for how long it would be before someone tweeted back going, oh, that'll be good for Scotland then, which is not, that was the case for Scotland when they were mince about yeah. 15 years ago. But now they're such a, they're a skillful side, they're a fast side, they're quite a, you know, and maybe sometimes underpowered side. So the last thing they want is bad conditions. They want a good pitch, they want good conditions, um, but they've got a good side now. And actually they're going into the Six Nations for the first time in a while without many players missing. Mm. And and sides like Scotland can't cope with players missing because they haven't got the strength and depth just out of sheer player numbers. Whereas England have got a huge number of players missing at the moment, but they have enormous reserves to call upon. So I think we're going to see those those reserves um, you know, tested this weekend. Yeah, that was a serious sporting that, 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 chat. That really What's was. On yeah,
0: that was far deeper than I thought we were uh-huh. getting into. Let's
2: who, just talk dogs.
0: Who Who do you like to interview? Who who gives you a bit of uh, butterflies in the belly before you speak to them? I
2: don't get... I've never particularly been like that around sports people, but there are better interviewers than others, people that are are good fun to interview, uh, who will always just talk honestly. The trouble is with modern sports people is they're so... Heavily coached in, in media terms, in terms of don't give too much away and play it with a straight bat and, and and be safe and and don't say anything that's going to get you into a little bit of bother. So um, I still like the people that talk honestly and and openly. And and yes, they might their sponsors occasionally might go, "Oh, God, why did he say that?" But uh, but it's just it's I, I love Rory McIlroy has always been a fascinating interview, and he always says very very interesting things. A lot of the golfers are very good to talk to, Uh, um, and the the rugby players always have been, but you can see it it has come in in the last few years that players don't want to give away too much, Um, whereas in the amateur days, you know, they would have been standing with the journalists at the bar afterwards. A lot of it would have been Chatham House rules and, and everything stays within these four walls, but... A lot of that has has gone. And and I kind of see it from the player's point of view, the sports people's point of view, because anything that is said is not just there for the live broadcast now, it's there for in perpetuity on social media. So they've got to be careful about what they say because things are taken out of context now as well. You'll see a little clip. Well, look at this player saying this, these words here, these words offend me and I'm cross. Well, they might've been preceded by words which actually explained it a little bit more. But we don't see that anymore. We just want to get angry. I want to get angry
0: we, we do want to get angry. Some people are getting angry because TikTok are now in the game.
2: Are you <laughs> do you know early on, I was told early on in the Olive and Mabel thing by somebody who is a very, very powerful figure in the world of media. Gabby Logan. Said, <laughs> said even more powerful. If you can imagine such a thing. No. Nope. I uh, can't. Uh, Hazel Irvin, no. You, yes, it, what, we love even... Hazel. Mm. I
0: thought for a long time that Ailey Barber had seen Hazel off because we hadn't seen or heard of Hazel for no, such Hazel a long time. Hazel
2: saw <laughs> herself off. She wanted no. to spend more time with her family. And you've got to applaud Hazel is just the business. She's fantastic. And she's the hardest working person in broadcasting. So she's doing the winters just now and she'll still do the snooker. But she didn't want to do the, um, you know, I think she didn't want to travel to the 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 golf as well and do things like that so she's and i do the i do the ceremonies now with her at the olympics and Commonwealth games whatever and she is just brilliant because you know if you are struggling for something to say just she'll be there with you, the fact you did the opening Montenegro. ceremony of the commie
0: games in glasgow didn't
2: you uh i <laughs> it's terrible that i can't remember that <laughs> I only did the closing ceremony where uh, it was just largely a Kylie Minogue concert, but... Um... How,
0: how good? Did you love do it? Is it nice to do things at, at home? Uh,
2: what, just in general? Baking? Knitting? I don't know. Looking Are after we, the broadcasting dogs playing poker? Home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you talking about broadcasting from... <laughs> yeah, so being in Glasgow, being in Edinburgh, being oh, in I Scotland, see, but, all right, that... okay. Um Yeah, I do. I love, uh, because every time I get a chance to do an event that's up in Scotland, I get a chance to AAC Family or B, more importantly, go into the mountains on my own, and wander around, just chatting to myself. Um, you say
0: that on your own, but on your
2: website, there's a lot of <coughs>
0: pictures of you smouldering into the distance. There must have been a photographer <laughs> there with you.
2: Do no, you... I find I find a I find a random stranger who might be up and say, "Could you take a photo of me?" Because I, I don't want to look into the distance here, <laughs> look thoughtful. Mm, right, what's that over there? Nothing. I'm just. Staring into the distance, um, yeah, uh, and and sometimes I'll even set it up in a tripod. Oh, I'll, take, I'll just go and stare into the. Well, I've only got ten seconds to get from the tripod to get into the position to stare into the distance. So you're stumbling over the rocks. You're trying get, no, I've only done that once. There's a guy I climb with quite a lot, actually, called Ian Cameron, uh, who's a sort of snow expert and loves the mountains, loves the dogs <laughs> as well, and he um, and he's a brilliant photographer as well. So lots of photos that of of Olive and Mabel up in the mountains, he's he's taken them. So yeah, we just wander around a couple of miserable Scottish people, um, just enjoying the mountains and the silence. That's There's it. no
0: such thing as a miserable Scottish person. You've been away uh, too long.
2: That, well we're uh, all cheerful I mean, I up can, here now. List about three million off the top <laughs> of my head. So what are you talking about? When people say Andy Murray, oh Andy Murray's so miserable. No, he's not. He's just he's mid-table. In, in terms of he's just he doer doer there are lots the thing is there are lots of cheery people as well and you know we're talking about we've mentioned kenny logan already like a human labrador and and doddy doddy himself is just the most life-affirming optimistic sunny dispositioned person you could find and i i you know that's why people love Doddy, because he is, you know, he's the absolute other end of the the spectrum to someone like me who sees woe and everything. And that's why I need to sort of pay attention to people like Doddy, because he, whatever happens in life and the world, he will say, right, how can we make things better? Or how can things will be better? And it's that sort of Ponglossian attitude, but it's also, it's not just about hoping that things will be okay. It's we're going to do things to make things better. And I just, you know, you know, I joke about how sort of do and miserable I am, and I am, but i I have no end of admiration for someone like doddy who 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 just says, right, okay, I'm not feeling sorry for myself. We're going to do something to make things better, not just better for myself, but better for other people as well. And if there were more people like that in the world and fewer people sitting moaning about the weather on social media, then you know the world would be a better place so. <laughs>
0: i think you make the world a better place now as i look at your website and all the stop looking at my website done... i
2: don't do my website anymore no, so i've, I know, I, I've I know abandoned you don't. it so i know
0: you don't you need to get somebody on that the millions you're being paid you could afford somebody to do your own bloody website i get hurt to but... do
2: it so there we go just yeah, look at that this is my website that. manager here that. that's why my website doesn't do anything anymore <laughs> it's just sitting in sort of mothballs because this is my website manager See, she's opened her eyes at mention of her job title. She knows that she should be doing something, but she's just um basic HTML code is beyond her. And so she, she doesn't know how to improve it. She she knows that the, the work is
0: lining up. You don't need your website to get to get jobs anymore. Mm. So Six Nations comes along and you get to go to some nice places. Is it just another job or do you get I know you're saying you don't get excited by sports people but you must get excited by the event and the build oh, up yeah, no, to it.
2: absolutely I am so excited and when when I'm sitting there just before kickoff on Saturday um you know that's when that's when you well you're getting yourself ready and you're preparing and you're concentrating but also you sort of step back just a little bit and go God, I'm so fortunate to be doing this and it's a privilege. And so you you want to do it properly, not just for your own personal um pride and quality control, but because you're doing a job that is that uh, you you have that honor of doing it and you want to do it properly for everybody that's watching. You know, there'll be eight to ten million people watching on on Saturday. Um oh I shouldn't have thought of that. That's made me nervous. Um don't say anything wrong Andrew well I mean I will that's just the, the nature of the beast but um uh, does, yeah, does that
0: does that feel like your cap you being able no. to i mean well. you, you, is that is is commentating on those massive events is that like you're at the olympics that's your olympics you yeah, being but, at but... the
2: six nations that's your i suppose it. i suppose it is in a way but it's also you i mean i'm, I'm well well aware that you know it's It falls far short of being somebody who's actually standing there singing the anthem, or somebody standing on a podium, or lining up for a you know hundred meters at the Olympics. But
0: not everybody can do what you do either.
2: They probably can, but I just don't tell people that. (laughs) We'll do away with this anyway. It'll all be automated commentary in ten years' time. (laughs) Just press a button for. Oh, what a try! Mark Zuckerberg will come up with something. He will do. Yeah, but he'll
0: ask you to voice it.
2: Ah, good. No, when I when I shook my fist at you there, Zuckerberg, I didn't mean that. I meant, um, uh, here's my number. Get in touch, and we'll provide the commentary bot three thousand. Um, so I'm in at the ground level on that mark. The, if we the, could get the, going the co- on that in the, the metaverse, co- the cotterbot bot, the cotter yes. bot commentary in the metaverse. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, it, it is. It's um, yes. D- those days of of commentating on big events, I suppose they are similar in that you feel the nerves beforehand you've done all your work stroke training to get ready for it uh and then you try and deliver a bit of a performance on the on the day so perhaps it is a little bit like like that but you would you'd swap a few of those i wouldn't swap it all but I'd swap a few for one cap you know yeah just, i think uh, bill Levy McLaren
0: said to... something very similar didn't he
2: <clears throat> yeah well you, you, you would wouldn't you? Like that's why i i don't take it you know I mean I've I've spoken a wee bit in the past about I understand residency qualifications but I don't think it would mean the same for somebody who's there because of their job and I don't blame them at all coming to play professional rugby and I don't blame the coaches for selecting them that's the those are the rules they are changing uh, slightly shortly um but if you've grown up in a country and you feel passionate about that country and you feel Quite patriotic. Then, just you know, you all, to stand there lining up in the in the shirt of your country that that would mean always mean far more when you're thinking about your friends and your family and your relatives and everyone that's gone before you in that country. And you're thinking, yeah, I, that that would I mean that would mean far more. That's just a that's just a matter of fact, isn't it? But um, but but international sport now is a little bit more a bit more fluid. And that's just the nature of the beast. Um, so I don't, uh, you know, I I understand it. And, you know, when, <laughs> when a giant South African scores a try for either side on, on Saturday, <laughs> you just have to say... And, that. yeah. and the other thing I would say about that is, even though I'm a patriotic Scot, because people say, how do you, how do you remain impartial? You really do. And I, I almost go out my way to remain neutral because it's so, so important. You know, more people watching on Saturday will be English than Scottish. So you, you're you not there to be a cheerleader. And I never like to see that creeping into sports commentary nowadays. That's not what we're there for. We're there to describe it um, mutually with the passion and with the enthusiasm, but mutually so that everyone else can impart their, their supports and their desires upon it. So um, I'm very, very, when you're commentating, you're just concentrating so hard and saying the right thing. And uh, identifying Try, people trying properly. to
0: ignore, trying to ignore some of the pundits as well. I would imagine.
2: <laughs> well, no, I, I mean I, that's that's another thing in rugby. They're all so good, and they're all such great fun as well. So you um, liar! Not genuinely, absolutely. <laughs> I, everybody, everybody, and here's a th- here's a thing that I would say about um uh, because people, for some reason, people have latched to um Brian Moore, and people say, oh, he's he's so. Ing- He's not. He's English, yes, but he's as critical of England as he is of any other country. And he's just, and he praises any country that's playing good rugby and criticises any, you know, points out when a side has made a mistake. And they're all his, such good analysts. I, I just his
0: autobiography is absolutely magnificent.
2: Yeah, Brian, it is. Brian it Moore's
0: is. autobiography is... I read that on the plane. I started in London and read it all the way to... I'm a PE teacher, so it takes me a while. I read it all the way to Auckland, <laughs> um, and it was magnificent. He's, he's it, wonderful. loved
2: it. He's wonderful. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, well, well, enjoy Saturday is all I'll say. Yes, I, I think you will.
0: Of all the events you've done, is there one you would still like to do?
2: Um... It sounds terrible when I when I think about it. I can't think of an event because that sounds like I've done everything and I am just going to you, retire. you done almost commentary. everything, I think. But, um, Did you do craft? Have you done craft? No, I don't. Uh, this is terrible. I don't. I'm not a fan of showing dogs and professional dog breeders. I don't mean that. I mean people who show dogs, <laughs> as in it's very very structured and it's their noses must be this length and. I will just feel their undercarriage there. Yes, that's a good undercarriage. Uh, absolutely. A I'm so, I'm a so pleased somebody
0: Ouch. has said undercarriage on Dodd Life. Live. That is that. There you go. Yeah, We've ticked every exactly. box
2: now. Under, I don't know what else to call it. Undercarriage. Um, so, nether regions. But anyway, I don't. Uh, I, I like dogs to be uh, healthy. And sometimes I think we create dog breeds that... But we, oh i'd love to have a dog that has this shaped head can we make that happen can we can we get a dog uh, can, with can almost that shaped head bag? and that's so can we get them together to be special <laughs> friends and then see what we can create i don't i'm not really a fan of what we've we, we've created dogs for our own needs and sometimes for our own entertainment and i don't necessarily like the fact that that creates um health problems in some dogs so i like dogs to be to be dogs um And then sit at a poker table and I'll I'll commentate on them playing poker. Um, Yeah, I've kind of defeated my own argument there, haven't I? That
0: that was genius. So there's there's nothing in particular that you would love to do? There's no event, there's no... Is there someone you'd like to sit next to you then to be a pundit and...
2: I don't know, put on the spot now and I can't think uh, I'd sit next to Olive and Mabel as co-commentators, like Olive's turned up I don't know, she wants something, Olive only turns up when she wants something, what do you want, Olive? What is it? I haven't got
0: Oh, Mabel's M- into it now as well
2: the Mabel's into it now, but her ear is slightly folded over so she's lost a little bit of dignity and gravitas and <laughs> that, so just let's just fold that back over there, are, there There
0: are few things more lovely than a Labrador's lugs
2: Oh, they're fantastic I just, I just stroked that forever just, would be just so good. silken soft silken ears yeah they just are.
0: just don't tell cruella Deville because then she would be after all the labradors for their ears
2: no exactly make a handbag out of labrador ears don't yeah. do that people i mean i don't think anybody does do that so I'm, I, no. don't want... I don't know anyway well. i don't know who i'd like to sit next to i'm uh i'd like to sit next to nobody up a mountain and just oh. have to think about things just and just look out into the into the distance. Into uh, the in, abyss. Look, look,
3: look
0: out into, into the, the nether regions. <laughs> regions. Look out into
2: the nether regions. The nether regions of the mountains. Yeah, there we go.
0: Are, will you be able to do a doddy dog walk before heading to Murrayfield at the weekend?
2: Uh, I mean, I do a dog walk every day, so um, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, I could probably. Um, I've been cycling for dirty, although I've kind of injured myself a little bit and running. Um, so I'm wearing a North and Midlands snood from last year. I'm not with North and Midlands this year, I'm with Glasgow. Um, I'm glad some North... days
0: <laughs> with Glasgow. Cause... I know,
2: Glasgow aren't really, aren't really living up to their, their massive population. I don't know what they're just doing, they're just <laughs> idle. Come on, Glasgow. Um, come on, Glasgow in general, sort yourself out uh yeah well i'll be walking the dogs and i was asked to do the cycle as well rob wainwright who's uh just a bully necessary bully Uh, yeah he's mad he lives on an island that he he's like a scaramanga was it Um, Uh, yeah
0: yeah i think rob's got three nipples as well
2: yeah well possibly um and yeah he's got
0: a a mate that looks like knickknack
2: He's got exactly, a very small friend who who sort of um, activates the controls for a massive device to capture the sun. That's what Rob Wainwright does. And I wouldn't put it past him, actually. So he asked me to do the cycle or do a stage of the cycle that's going from Edinburgh to, to Cardiff for next weekend, Scotland against Wales. But uh, I think he thought I was commentating on that, but um, Eddie Butler's commentating on that one. So um, I don't know if he's going to get Eddie involved. Um, Eddie know, Eddie would have an electric bike. And he would narrate the journey beautifully. Well, no,
0: do you know if if I had to toss the coin, I think I would have you narrating my montage than I would
2: Eddie, Eddie Butler. Oh, I don't know. He writes a good. He writes a good script as well, mm. Eddie. Eddie, um, yeah, so uh, there we go. So I'm not doing that cycle, but I'll do a few more cycles for Doddy. I've been doing Wednesday and Sunday cycles with uh, in general with Chris Hoy on Zwift as well, so they get a few, few people involved. Austin Healy, oh, he can cycle. Goodness me, I think that's when I injured myself trying to keep up with him. That was the problem.
0: We we had Austin Healy on on Saturday night for the curry night, um, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. He was, uh, he you
2: can good, see why he gets himself in trouble, uh, yeah, but he doesn't care. He's doesn't as an analyst goes, when I do stuff on BT sport, he is he is top quality in terms of reading the game. Go, oh, cool Blimey. That's the, the last bit of praise I'll give Austin. He was
0: he was saying he's got every England shirt. I think he's played in every position for England. What did he reckon? He's got 9, 10, 11, 14, 15. Has he got thirteen? I think he's only missing twelve. He said he's got quite a lot of sixteens. Back yeah. in the day, when yeah. when backs were at, were the lower numbers of the subs. Yeah, yeah,
2: he was. Uh, yeah, he was a hell of a player, but that versatility, I think, was almost a curse for him at the end. So I'm yeah. down to twenty three percent battery. Well, I didn't I plug right. this laptop well, in? So
0: no, don't don't worry because I think uh, I think I'm going to have to let you go. Although I could stay here with the smolder all night. So, smolder? But, what
2: was that all about?
0: Before, I mean, you do it beautifully. Come on, with with your insider knowledge and with all the research you do and the people you speak to, are Scotland going to win a Grand Slam?
2: Oh, well, if I say no, that'll be clipped up and it'll be out of context again. Um, because you'll just do that. You, thing to me you're giving house. our
0: editing far too much credit here.
2: Is that right? Well, let me. This yes. is this
0: is a one take show. Trust yeah. me.
2: Um, I think Scotland have got as good a squad as they've had in a long time. I mean, again, oh, so much... listen to Mister Media
0: traded. Get on with it and answer the
2: question. You know, I think that's a good question, Bruce. You ask, but I would say that I'm just going to wait for the report to come out and see what the findings are. I don't want to jump to any conclusions and get ahead of ourselves. And uh, Um, I I, no, they they do, but again, this game on Saturday is enormous. And Scotland, if uh, uh, Scotland have England and France at home, but when I was growing up, those were considered possible Grand Slam years because Scotland were very good. And if you had England and France at home, then you could think about that was your that was a really good chance. And quite often it came to pass that they do pretty well. Um, but England and France at home, that you know, they uh, yeah, I don't think they're good. I think the favourites for the title are still Ireland and France, although Ireland have to go away to France and to England. So I would say France are probably the favourites, but um, you know England with their strength and death. I'm just I'm just umming and eyeing I don't, yeah. I this think is Scotland, exciting
0: though, isn't it? Because it is so up in the air.
2: It is. It is up in the air. And Scotland actually could. They could beat. They could beat any side. In there, so but you've got to have a good bit of luck, and you've got to avoid injuries, and you've got to avoid sendings off. So um, why did I don't know, wag a finger there. What am <laughs> I doing? Some wise Gandalf. Oh, Frodo, what are you doing? Take it, get, it. It's quite cool.
0: Don't don't get sent off, boys. Don't get sent off.
2: Um, yeah. So there we are. I th- I, I listen. All I can say is I'm looking forward to it immensely, and I think that it's you know Northern Hemisphere rugby. I think's in pretty good shape as well. So um. We shall see. I'm looking forward to it immensely. She she, she cannot wait. Look at the excitement. Oh, so excited for the Six Nations. So, there we are.
0: Love that we got to finish on that. I am hugely honoured that you joined us this evening, sir, and I have absolutely loved speaking to you, and I might try and see if my Access some areas pass on Saturday will let me come and annoy
2: you. Oh, well, you can come and them. say hello. Yeah, come and say hello. Say hello, Brian will be there. Brian, you can come Chris down Patterson.
0: to the Thistle Suite. Come down to Thistle Suite after.
2: There's too many people there. I just uh, try and stay away from people. <laughs> I'll see you up a mountain. Uh, um, no, you won't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's, there's more chance of me getting you the Thistle Suite, I reckon.
2: All right, okay. Excellent. Is that thank like the you. Nether regions? Get you that, the that's it's like it's the undercarriage of, <laughs> oh, of Murrayfield's dog's a main fine, stand. A fine thistle suite there. So. <laughs> right. Yes, okay.
0: we'll leave you that one. Thank you, sir. All the very best, and thank Cheers. you for your support.
2: Cheers. I'm going to leave studio. Bye bye.
0: <laughs> so you've seen a big hitter of the broadcasting world with Andrew Cotter. You got to love it. You got to love it. Doddy on a Wednesday night, we went a bit longer than normal, but he's he's a tough, for someone who normally asks the questions, it seemed like he was enjoying getting a chance to answer them. And I agree with Shona Webster. Andrew is brilliant. That is something that we should probably get put on Doddy t-shirts. Andrew is brilliant. And Tina, you're wrong. Just, Take it for Even though you won, genius, you're wrong. It's a Labrador. Thank you very much for tuning in. It has been an absolute pleasure. We've only got one more to go because we finish on the 12th of February with the Dodd-Aid 500 cycle down to the Dodd-Aid Cup down in Cardiff. If you're going to be there, I'm going to be there. I'll see you there and we'll wear these things and we'll get pictures taken on the last day. We've got big games coming up. We've got the Doddy Dog Walk on Saturday. Get out with your pooch. Get them leaded and collared up and get out there. Send us your pictures. You know something I'm going to ask you to do before you disappear? Can you take a picture, please, of where you are right now? Who you're watching with. Give us your setup. Have you got the TV on and we're just on a wee screen here? Are you on the bus? Where are you? If you can, can you please... Just put a picture in so that we can see where you are and what you're doing and who you're with so that we can feel like we are connected. You've heard a lot about Big Dodge tonight. You've heard from people he's played with and against and people that just have admired him from afar. He's doing great things. Don't you just love Davy Z? He is magnificent and he is inspirational. If you haven't seen the clip that's been on social media, scroll back, back through and see what you can see. It's brilliant. It it tugs your heart and hopefully it gives you some inspiration to get out there, earn some more pennies, because this disease is curable. It's just underfunded, to quote the magnificent Sean McGrath, the doc who is doing it for MND. It's been so good. Thank you to the guests. Thank you to Davey. Thank you to Neil. Thank you to Mooney, who is one of the life's good guys. Thank you to Andrew Cotter and Oliver Mabel. Mabel. Oh, I'm so glad they dropped in. Thank you to you for watching and all your comments and getting involved. If you won the Genius, if you were one of the district prizes, please get in touch with Genius so that they can get your 12 tins out to you. Thank you to Genius for their continued support of what's going on. Thank you to the Cycle Jersey for the snoods. Get involved in everything that's coming up. The Swifts with Chris Hoy, with the Doddy Dog Walk, with everything that we've got for these last 10 days. Keep going people, keep going. We can do a little bit more. Tell your friends, get them involved too. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you very, very much because otherwise I'd just be Talking to myself in a room on my own. It's been good to have you here. If you've enjoyed it, my name is Bruce Acheson. If you haven't, that's right, I'm Andy Nichol. See you next week and have a great weekend. Come on, Scotland, the Grand Slams on. Still, at the moment.